This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. weekend everybody it's time for another smoke and hot edition of the odds couple presented by prop swap here on the espn chicago app it's carmen defalco and mike north we're getting you set this friday for week four in the national football league week five in the college slate some huge games all the way around and mike and i continue to hand out winners so far if you've listened to our best plays you're cashing a little bit better than 58 percent of the time that's our goal let's be somewhere around 60 percent we're going to try to do it again today and we have a lot to talk about first and foremost a happy anniversary <laughs> to mike and b celebrating is it 40 years of of wedded bliss how many years is 44 it? years 44 years congratulations 44 years and i gotta be honest with you first of all hi everybody and of course to randy merkin and to carmen defalco uh two guys who have helped make uh uh, things better, you know, as you go along, you get a chance to work with some great people that contributes to anything that goes on in your marriage. It's not only, uh, you know, the stuff that goes on personally, but it's the people you associate with. But I'm here to tell everybody that knows Bibi. She's never said a bad word about anybody. She always thinks of other people first. She's uh, always been uh, the biggest support system I have. She's on uh, the she's she's the only one on Route Mush, Mount Rushmore with a bunch of uh, great people below her but uh i think everybody knows that uh, a woman uh, really makes the marriage if a woman says i've had enough of you then uh you know what you might have a problem but so yeah it's always and she she's never said i've had enough of you she's almost said that about 15 20 25 times like any other marriage but she's the finest person i've ever met not the finest woman the finest person i've ever met uh and 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 even at a young age she's beautiful now but in our neighborhood, I don't think anybody that knows Biggie will have heart. This mongrel <laughs> caught the best-looking woman in the or lady in the whole parish. It's amazing how that works. Uh, it's crazy, what? man. But I appreciate it, Carmen. We got a lot of things to do. I've been dragging you down a little bit. No. This is a Carmen copy of last year, yeah, right? except Carmen's better than he was last year, folks. He rose last week. I go one and two. I don't even want to tell you what happened with me in the media thing. I talk crap, and then I go <laughs> 0 and 5. So I just told you what happened here. But see... Harry Carey told me this and used to say it all the time, and it happens every year. Big possums walk late. That's right. <laughs> and now I'm coming. And I don't have any preconceived notions. But here's the thing. As long as we're winning as a team. That's it. We win every week, and Carmen right now is getting the job done. Yeah, we're, we're, and we will continue. And, yeah, Mike, yep. I mean, we know what happened when Mike flipped the script, <laughs> and he's going to stick with the system, and it will Oh, I made it simpler Believe this week, me. though. Did you? I was winning four games last week. In the fourth quarter. Oh, God. Jacksonville. I mean, oh, Jacksonville. I My know. God. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, Phil- Philadelphia. I mean, uh, I was beating uh, the, the Chargers. I mean, it's crazy. Unbelievable. And then my only winner, one and two on the show, was Oklahoma State. Okay, that State. Was, good pick. That was a breeze. So I was one and two on the show. It's not bad. Five and eight total. Carm is like what? What are you, Carm? Eight and two? Eight and two, yes. 
Yes, we. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> we will continue to do it for you. That's what we're here the for. The food's I mean, been tasting better the last couple of weeks, it, hasn't it? It's been tasting great. You're right. <laughs> it's been all about the dogs so far. I mean, this is the story of the first three plus yep. weeks. You know, we even had a game last night. A dog covered again. Ooh. Underdogs now through three weeks in one game are 31 and 18 against the number. Uh, in the NFL, it's not that unusual for the early portion of the season. If you go back, actually, to the start of the 2018 season, dogs in the first three weeks are covering covering nearly 57% of the time. So it's nothing too out of the ordinary. They're really hitting now. There are a bunch of home dogs this weekend. I got to be honest, Mike, it's not a card I love in I the NFL it. this weekend, right? It's, it seems like it's a tough week. Well, especially when you go one and two last week. Here, I'm going to tell everybody this. I never thought in my lifetime. I'd say that the bets I actually bet, I lost. But thank God golf saved me. You know, I had the USA. I had Rory McIlroy plus 165. I had Bryson DeChambeau. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went 5-0. Wow. And then I'm going, and then I cash it in with the USA at the very end, which was a walkway. So I go, I'm in the driver's seat. And then I get clubbed. By the National Football League, no, no rhyme or reason. But I was winning four games going to, into the fourth, so I need some teams to finish this week. Yeah, absolutely, finishing. That's the key. That was um, it. So the Bears are at home. They are a three-point favorite against the Lions. Look, I mean, that, how much things have changed from just over the <laughs> summer where in the look-ahead, the Bears were like a nine- or a ten-point favorite. That's how much they've been downgraded, rightfully so. They've got issues across the board as an organization, personnel, mm-hmm. coach. I mean, all of it. I mean, it's... Last week was, uh, we've seen a lot of stinkers and a lot of clunkers, and, and you've seen more than I have, mm, oh, Mike. Yeah. But, I mean, this one, it, it, just in the last 20 years, I mean, this one's up there uh, in, in you know, some of the most embarrassing, worst defeats you're ever going to see. It was just, yeah. it was awful in Cleveland. I've seen them lose to the Houston Oilers with Dan Pastorini at the Astrodome 47 to nothing. Ugh. I've seen them lose uh, a game 63 to nothing. Oh, my God. Uh, but this was an ugly-looking game. The score was not indica- indicative of what it could have been. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm here to tell anybody. I, I just said on Twitter yesterday, would you take Trevor Lawrence? Would you trade Justin Fields for Trevor Lawrence? And most of the people said Trevor Lawrence. But for the people that would keep Justin Fields, look, I'm here to tell everybody, Trevor Lawrence, is once he gets a, a real good team around him and a defense, he'll be fine. Now, I'm not going to dismiss Justin Fields. But all I'm telling you is on my anniversary day I'll have vindication on the rocks when two guys who are pretty unbiased Paulie Howard and Mitch Moss on Vissen two different times said and the first time said maybe Mike North was right about Mitch Trubisky because Nagy is not the right guy so people are starting to wake up and those two guys were stubborn about it including calling me out last year so I appreciate the unbiased opinion while we've been littered in this town with biased opinion forever and now everybody after clubbing Foles and Trubisky and everybody else kind of Every, we finally got to Nagy, finally. But I do We're, feel like Nagy's been clubbed a lot in the last year and a half, don't you think? I mean, we've been we've been beating Matt Nagy up pretty good. I mean... Mitch Trubisky was the first, was the guy that was clubbed and a distraction. Probably. The player normally is going to get it first. The right. player got his butt kicked. Nagy was treated with a velvet glove, glove compared to Trubisky. I'm not saying he didn't take his criticism, but Wanstead took more criticism. Ditka, his first two, three years, took mm. more criticism. I was there for all of these. Nagy's been basically treated by the media. Not everybody. I'm not uh, casting aspersions on everybody. But has been treated by the Chicago media in more of a positive way 
because he did have a couple playoffs, but it was with yeah. the quarterback he got rid of. That pl- and those playoffs, I mean, last year's playoff, that they were kind of gifted a playoff spot. Look, I, I, I No, been... they weren't. Trubisky came back and won four or five. There's yeah, no gifts in the National Football League. You will if, never if give them any credit, I understand. If you weren't an extra, if there wasn't an extra playoff team, they would have missed the playoff. Well, yeah, but how come that didn't work? That worked in every sport, but nobody else said that. So, in other words, if Trubisky doesn't make the playoffs with Nagy, Okay, I'd still be ripping Nagy. Trust me. Absolutely, and <laughs> Look, and you'd I've, still be ri- ripping Trubisky, which is your right to do. Uh, but the fact is, the national media finally waking up when Ryan Clark. Yeah, I saw that. When Ryan Clark is trying to say he's apologizing to Mitch Trubisky. Well, you shouldn't have had to apologize. You should have looked at the stats, looked at the record at 29 to 21, and never gone to this point. I've been pointing out for some time now, going all the way back Mm -hmm. to early of last year, and the trend continues to be awful. Since the start of 2019, Matt Nagy's offense, whomever the quarterback has been, is one of the worst in the league. And and we've pointed that out time time in and time out, uh, time and time again, excuse me. And so it continues to be an issue, and he is an issue. There's no doubt about it. I hope he doesn't. Well, he's even money to be the first coach fired. Yeah, I saw that. He is now the Bears. I don't think have ever fired a coach midseason. You know better than I might. I don't think they've ever done that. Never happened. But he is even money now, and I still don't think they will. But who knows if it's well? You know what happens? He's gone if the media turns against him. But when you still hear fans saying, "I wouldn't trade Fields for Trevor Lawrence," and and they're agreeing with the Fields selection, yet they'll blast Nagy. Now, which way is it? Was Nagy right about Fields? Or is he wrong about Fields? Or is it Nagy again? I don't know. He's definitely part of the problem. Oh, and absolutely. This, and, and I tell you, the Lions, you know, the Lions have been scrappy. We've talked about that a lot. They very easily, they probably should have won that game. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. They I get got it, robbed. They kind of got robbed. They, they also gave up a fourth and 19. I mean, it's like, my God. You know, yeah, but if that one play is called right, I know you're they're right. They're dead. Mike, you're right. They're but, dead. And, but, and you know what me and you would be saying if we played for Detroit in the locker room afterwards? We got screwed around. Yeah, I know. And you know. Also gave up a fourth and I think coming out of a timeout. They called a timeout. They said their defense. They I'm not saying they're perfect, but that was a brutal. But, but it was brutal. You're right. It was a brutal call. And they still play hard. Um, you know, well, I, that's what we said at the beginning. I've been calling this yeah, Campbell guy. Yes. Everybody made fun of him. I, I love know. him. They still play hard for him. You're right. And they still got a decent quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. Decent. Look at the I would I would agree. Decent. So um, we got a little problem, maybe. So there could be, yeah. And the Bears. I'm sorry. The Bears in this spot since 19 oh. under Nagy haven't been good. How about three and ten against the number when laying a field goal or more? That's bad. They've lost. Well, five let of me those ask you this, outright. Carl, because you're fair. Whether you, I, I've never thought you were biased. I, you know, you've never. I don't think we're biased. We look at what we see yeah, and we give I, our absolutely. Opinions. Let me ask you this. We're going to be playing with a new quarterback against Detroit, who we were four and one against. Right, with uh, Trubisky, five and one, I think. Right? Yeah, five and one, yeah. and Minnesota, who were we five and zero. Oh. So, in other words, because we couldn't beat Green Bay, but we were ten and one with Trubisky with the other two teams for the most part. We let him go. That's unheard of. Well, to, they, because it used to be at the win the games in your division. It meant nothing. And I'm not, I'm I'm including the defense was great, no doubt about it. But somebody called me on the defense today, and I listed Trubisky's stats in 2018, mind-bogglingly good for a guy that played 11 games. Yeah, 18 was the that was the year that it I I it's it, it's a year where everything went right for them. Absolutely, and, and, and they since, got. They got all the turnovers. All You're, the turnovers, all, all the touchdowns. They You're got right. everything. Yeah. And and when when you look at that and you say to yourself, 
Here, I'll give everybody the stats in 2018. And you tell me if this is a bust, folks. He was 11-3, and 66% completion, 3,223 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and he ran for 6.2 yards a carry and 421 yards. Yet I hear it was the defense. That's bona fide, better than Ryan Tannehill, better than most of the uh, quarterbacks in the league that year, good quarterbacking. Right, he kept the field. He kept the ball on the field. Bears uh, and Lions, and if they lose this weekend, watch out. Are you picking um, them? It's not a game I'm playing one way or another. I think the Bears to. will win, but, yeah, I'm not. nothing I've got. And I uh, think no Detroit's going to cover, but I'm not Oof, playing them. Yeah, I mean, if you're just going by the trend, what the Bears do against the number in this spot, I think you'd be right. Oof. I mean, they have not been good in this it, spot. It wasn't supposed to be this way. So when we come back, our buddy Luke Pergandy's going to join oh, us. Oh, 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 Calpa. T- well, I want to talk to him about what uh, some of the, if they've got some props and some individual game stuff on this uh, Tampa-New England game. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the game everybody's talking about. They're saying it's going to be one of the highest handle games in history. You've got all this legalized sports wagering now, and the public is running to bet this game because it's a very sexy matchup in terms of Brady going back to New England. So we'll talk about all that. we got a lot of games to talk about, plus some big college games. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Couple presented by Prop Swap alongside Mike North on Carmen DeFalco each and every week. The podcast goes up on the ESPN Chicago app on Friday. You will get the encore replay, including our best football plays for the weekend every Saturday morning from 8 to 9. And we will give you our best plays before we're out of here uh, in just a little bit. So stick around for those. We've got a lot of NFL and college games to talk about. Time to say hello to one of our favorite guests who joins us each and every week. He is one of the founding members of the great PropSwap app and the website. They just sold a huge ticket that we have to talk to him about. Say hi to Luke Pergandy, everybody. Oh, What's, What's, What's up, Mike? How are you, buddy? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. What, is, what is this Sally Perez ticket that sold? It's been an incredible year for the, uh, the Royals catcher. What ticket sold on the site? Yeah, we've seen, it's amazing how many people bet on this guy to win the home run title. Um, and this is by far the best one. He, this gambler, he's from Philly, bet like at Harrah's in Philadelphia, bet $37 at 500-1 to 1 on Salvador Perez to win the regular season home run title. He sold it on Wednesday night for $12,000. That's awesome. He made, he turned 37 bucks into twelve k. Yep. Yeah. guaranteed, you know, at, at the time, it was still close. And it still is possible, I believe, for uh, Vlad Guerrero to possibly tie him. He's two behind. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it looks like it's, it's his to win this thing. So, buyer swoops in. Buyer pays twelve grand to profit six k. Wow! And then obviously the seller turns thirty thirty seven dollars into twelve thousand guaranteed. That's the beauty of prop swap. Yeah, that is, and you know what? The beauty of prop swap too is I told uh, I told Carm that I had a bad uh, weekend in football, but I won big in golf, uh, the Ryder Cup. Uh, were people starting to? I mean, after the first two rounds, it seemed like it was over. What was uh, the experience like for you guys over there? Yeah, I mean, it just continues to be just one of those super high-volume sports for us as opposed to, you know, maybe uh, hockey, which will have, like, giant sales, you know, on the Vegas mm-hmm. Golden Knights a few years ago or St. Louis Blues a uh, year after that. But, yeah, Ryder Cup continued to be a super strong sport. Um, you know, JT looked great, and obviously America did it. So 
uh, yeah, it was it was a very popular weekend for golf. I think we're set for like uh, twenty years when Lee Westwood's one of your top players still. <laughs> right, I know. I, I mean, there's no youth for the most part on they that. They don't team. have a ton right now. Right? No, and yeah. we got nothing but young guys. I so know. I think it's looking. I, I'm the next time they play, I'll do the, the same thing I did this time. I'll, I'll put a ton on the USA. I think it's in Italy. Yeah. I think the Ryder Cup's in Italy next time in two years. When we're going to go? We, yeah, Mike, couple. we should. We should take, take Luke. Luke, let's go. We'll go yeah. on the prop let's swap go. jet. We all got Paisan yeah. names. I mean, let's go. Yeah, they got the prop swap right. jet. We get in. That's yeah. it. That's right. Well, Tim, Luke will so fly us over there. Um, so the game of the week in the NFL, Luke, I mean, uh, it's it's Bucks patriots Let's face it, just from well, the appeal standpoint of Brady going for the record and wouldn't you know mm-hmm. it, to coincidentally enough, it's back in Foxborough. It's against Belichick. We know they can say all the right things, but they don't like each other. They both want to stick it to – I mean, it's just the angles are incredible here. Um, I, look, Patriots plus the seven, we'll get, Mike and I are going to dive into that game yep. in a little bit, but – they're talking about this game having a huge handle, especially with all this legalized wagering. Now, I think it just went live in Connecticut. So you've got a, a state yep. in New England, you know, where I can only imagine what the take is going to be like. Do you expect to see lots of action? Are there different prop tickets and things like that where people will be buying and selling all weekend long on this game? Yeah, no, it's a good point about Connecticut. So Connecticut went live this past week. That's been in the works for a super okay. long time. We've been talking to that. The casinos in that state for a while. But, yeah, finally here. Um, so you can now bet in the state of Connecticut, obviously about a 45 minute drive from, uh, Boston and even closer to Foxborough, Foxborough, south of Boston. So you're talking like 30 minutes, um, from the Pat stadium. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, this, you know, no coincidence that Tom Brady comes out with all of his brands this week. He launched like a clothing brand, I believe yeah. right. this week. So clearly he's trying to capitalize as well. He's had enough too many years left, but yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's fired up for this. Um, it didn't work out. You know, I think there's rumors that they tried to offer him. He obviously didn't stay, you know, won them a ton of Super Bowls. But, you know, you, you can imagine both him and Bill want to win this game bad. And, and the sports betting handle is showing. We sold a ton of Pats tickets this week to win the Super Bowl. Um, the Bucks, like, even though they got the doors blown off last week by the Rams, the, the casinos still have them as the second-best team. They're about 6-1, to one, maybe plus 650 at a Tampa Bay Bucks to win the Super Bowl. Um, so still a ton of respect for that team, and I get it. It's, it's a really talented roster. It seems that they're um, about to add uh, the corner from the Niners, um, Richard Sherman. Sherman. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's rich get richer. Uh, absolutely. All right, buddy, enjoy the weekend. It should be a lot of fun, and uh, we encourage everybody to check out the site, download the app, get to the uh, App Store, download the PropSwap app, and we will talk to you next week. All right, buddy? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the games. All right. You too, Luke. <laughs> Prop swap jet Italy. Prop swap jet Italy. I love it. In two years, you know he's going to have a jet. We're going. Oh, my God. A helicopter. We're, we're going, baby. He's going to have a helipad. <laughs> I always wanted a helipad. Me too, right? There's two things I wanted. I remember I tried to get a fire pole installed in my home. <laughs> Where I could go from my bedroom on the second floor all the way down to the basement. I, I couldn't get insurance. Yeah. Okay, because I know I would have killed myself one night. Got, right. I got home late. I forgot to shut the door or anything. Go right through the hall. <laughs> uh, you know, but, you know, I, I, I think I would equate the fire pole with betting on this game. Yeah. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Let's talk about this game real quick, and and I and I'll just say this: the Bucks Patriots. It's seven. It opened at about five and a half. This is a game that the casinos uh, badly need. The books badly need the Patriots to cover all yep. of the money. And folks, when we tell you all the money, all the money 
I mean, this is what happens in, in a case like this, which is a high-profile game. The public is going to back Tom Brady. The public normally backs favorites. All the money is on Tampa. So um, if the books can get this one, they are going to be ecstatic. I think they are more than pleased to still offer this at seven, maybe even seven and a half. They probably feel really good about their position yes. of having New England cover, even though uh, yes. clearly the Bucks look like the better team. Right, Mike? Oh, absolutely, Carmen. I'm going to tell everybody this. Tom Brady isn't sitting in the locker room saying, boy, Vegas is going to be in trouble if, uh, you know, uh, we, you know, cover this game. That's what he wants to do. This is one of those stay-away games for me. Me too. Because Bill Belichick, and by the way, Mac Jones, hey, look, he had a a, a, a game that wasn't uh, like the first two, but last week was the first, uh, it was the third week he had his first turnover. So the guy takes care of the ball. And, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, Tom Brady, is he going to be overhyped? I mean, he can get overhyped, mm-hmm. and he's lost games at New England before. I mean, to me, you're right. This looks like New, In- uh, New England will lose, but I'm not going to touch it. I'm not either. The only thing I might do in our pool, you know, Mike and I, we've talked oh, about this. We're, we're in a media pool. Um, now, that's uh, look, that's a sunk cost. That is, here it is, get in the pool, and we pick five games a week. With now, the points, spread. With the points, spread, exactly. And, and I actually am finding it kind of hard to find five games I like. But Me too. I might include this game just to be on the side of the books because historically that's a pretty good side to be on. I normally like being opposite of all the public money. Um, and when it is already a sunk cost, I might throw that in just because. But it's not a game that I feel totally comfortable with. In, in putting any additional funds into right now. The only thing I keep looking at a little might be the total. It is 49. Ten of the Patriots' last 11 games have gone under the total. And maybe there are, to Mike's point, like some, some believe it or not, like some nerves, some shakiness, some uneasiness, some feeling out um, of, of one another in the first quarter or so of the game. Maybe it starts a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I might sprinkle a little on the under. I don't know, but it's, it's not All really right. a game that I'm rushing to bet. Well, let me put it to you this way. Uh, when I have a week like I had last week, okay, I don't want – I didn't even bet the Monday night game. I had that the game, and I knew I was going to lose it. I, I just knew it was going to be one of those weeks. I always have one in the first five weeks. Uh, I bought a new Calais uh, in 1986, and I took it in front of the hot dog stand, and all the kids that worked for me jumped in. And one guy had dog poo on his shoes. Oh, Brand new Calais. Beautiful, right? Oh, so I take it back to the dealership, uh, and, and they, they cleaned the carpeting and everything else, and it smelled great. But every so often, I'd smell that dog poo <laughs> as I was driving, just out of nowhere. And then it would go away. That's how my week was last week. There's no way in hell I'm betting this game. No way, because this game could land on the number. Minus seven, plus seven, right? It, minus seven, plus seven. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go to seven and a half. I think the... Oh. The books are, like I said, they've got so much public money as it is. They probably don't mind pushing it out there. We'll see. But it could be seven and a half. Belichick's argument or debate on him is on the line in this game. I know. It's like, it's, a it's lot. on the line. If he loses to Tom Brady and on top of that, they cover. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a defensive guru. He's supposed to be the guy that helped engineer this. Tom Brady's legendary, iconic status 
takes another jump up. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot on the line for him. That's for Man. sure. Um, all right, pressure's we, on him. Pressure's on him big time. When we come back, there, there's a, there's so many good games in the late window mm-hmm. this week. I want to talk to Mike about a few more, including one game, folks, that we're going to tell you where a ton of sharp money has come in. Not a ton of public money, but a ton of sharp money. And we're going to break down that game a little bit. So stick around, folks. We are cruising along. We still got our best plays. We got some college games to talk about. We're going to try to get it all in. We're getting you set for the weekend. It's Mike and Carmen. We're the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, everybody, on the ESPN Chicago app. We're presented by PropSwap. Follow Mike on Twitter. He's at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Mm-hmm. The late afternoon kick window is really, really good. I mean, it's going to be – that's going to be more fun for sure, and uh, hopefully we're not too disgusted with what we see at noon with the Bears and the Lions, but I am really jacked up to try to spend uh, three additional hours after the Bears game uh, on the couch because some of the late afternoon kicks are really, really good. Let's talk about this Cardinals-Rams game, Mike. They're both 3-0, and and I kind of teased this going into the break. This game, uh, more than any others this week, has seen uh, the Sharps come in on the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they got out early and pounded it, and that money has continued to come in. This game was about 6.5 when it opened, but the Sharp money has been on Arizona. And best I can tell, outside of any like sort of matchup advantage or, or real deep like analytic dive, it seems like the Sharps are playing the schedule spot here of the Rams having a little bit of a letdown, even though this is a division game um, that they had. They were so amped up. They were so emotional, and they looked so good, especially in the second half, in winning uh, the game outright against Tampa last week that the Sharps are kind of coming in and taking the angle that there's going to be a little bit of a letdown here uh, with the Rams. I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting behind that. If, if anything in this game, I think I would back McVay, who has dominated this rivalry. He's 8-0 straight up against Arizona, and they've scored 31 points per game against the Cardinals with Sean McVay at coach, and that was with Jared Goff as the quarterback. Yeah, and i got to be prepared to, t- uh, to have a conversation with my mother because she'll ask me why we aren't the sharp guys. That's true. Why are we not the sharps? <laughs> All the Sharps are doing this. And you know what? Sharps lose like everybody else. That's true, Mike. They lose like everybody else. But And last week, Sharps lost some games. I will say this. I'm leaning Arizona. I'm leaning Arizona with those guys. Uh, The Rams, to me, uh, have had some grueling games. And, you know, I still think, I mean, Stafford – all the undefeated teams, I want to tell you this right now, are going to lose. You just got to yes. figure out when they're going to That's lose. That's right. That's it. Yeah. And this is a nice little line, plus four. To me, if my life was on the line, I'll take the plus four. All right. That's it. See, there you go. How do so you Mike feel about a, that? If anything, I like I said, I, I think I might lean more um, Rams here. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the one other thing, I'll just tell everybody this. Watch this over the weekend, too, some of the injuries for Arizona. DeAndre Hopkins, obviously... Uh, was ailing last week. Now, they still went out and they won that game, but he's got bad ribs. That's a tough injury to play uh, play through. But aside from just the Hopkins injury on offense, the Cardinals, there's a chance they're down three starters on their O-line. And that's a lot, especially when you have to go and you have to face uh, that front for the Rams. At least, so. the, at least they got a quarterback that can move. Uh, that's true. You, you know. You've got the ultimate backyard quarterback. That's, that's very right. true. That's right. So you can get away from that. Very but true. You're right. 
and people don't realize, like even Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl, they said, well, he ran for like 500 yards, but it was backwards, sideways, and everything else. That stuff wears you out. Yeah. No, it's very. It's a very good point. So keep an eye on some of those injury things. Another late game uh, in Mile High: the Ravens and the Broncos. Uh, you tip your cap uh, to Vic Fangio. Good start so far. Um, and yes, you only play the teams on your schedule. But when we analyze this team and we break down Denver, we do have to note that while they are three and zero, the three wins are against the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. And those three teams are a combined zero and ten. Yes, the Broncos had something to do with it, but those teams are 0-10. And now, in addition to losing Jerry Judy from their offense, they have lost K.J. Hamler, so they are down two of their main uh, weapons. I got to give it to Teddy Bridgewater. He looks good. They're throwing the ball downfield more. Uh, the Broncos are fourth in adjusted net yards per attempt. Bridgewater's top 10 in on-target throws. He's been very good, but without two of his big weapons, keep an eye on this game. The Broncos, this game's gone back and forth, Mike. It was Ravens' favored. Now the Ravens. I was Ravens as a dog, excuse me. Now the Ravens are a one-point favorite mm-hmm. in this game. Well, I'm going to tell you this, uh, folks, that, you know what? Denver is based on defense, okay? Baltimore has a quarterback that sometimes is suspect on his throwing ability. Not that he can't throw. Um, if they turn him into a one-dimensional player, I could see uh, Denver uh, winning this game. There's a reason there's only one point because they can't play D. They've been surprisingly good. Vic Fangio, uh, a rising star at this late age. Uh, this is a stay Away from me. Stay away from me too. I've had too uh, too tough of a time trying to figure out what's right. the proper side. And when that's the case, when I go back and forth, I'm like, you know what? Let's be on the sidelines and just watch. You know what? Enjoy. The game of the week to me is. There's a couple games. I'll Which give one? one away maybe later. Go ahead. Uh, I think the two games that are intriguing to me, besides Tampa Bay and New England, is Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Yeah. Is Pittsburgh really done as they go to Lambeau Field? And Seattle getting three against the San Francisco 49ers. I'm Russell interested, Wilson. I'm interested in played. that game too, Mikey. Yeah, we okay. might be on the. We might. I I do have a play on that game. So. Well, good. Maybe you know one of us will be white if we're on the opposite side. Right. But if we're together, I think we got about over a fifty percent winning percentage when we're together. There we go. So uh, yeah, we got a few things on that game. You also got another three and O team on the road: the Panthers at the Cowboys. I think this is kind of an intriguing mm-hmm. game. Carolina's had a little extra time to prepare, and the Cowboys are playing on the short week without McCaffrey on Monday though. night. Yeah, no McCaffrey. Oh. They also lost their rookie corner, who they were very high on in J.C. Horn. Now, they went out and traded uh, for a former first-round cornerback uh, uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars this week because they are trying to replace J.C. Horn, but they were very high on him. Look, this is another example of uh, what we're seeing here, and this could be... Mike's got to love tough this. Spot. It's a tough spot, but the quarterback play for the Panthers, it kind of jives with what Mike talks about with Trubisky a lot, where you know perhaps mm-hmm. it was just that he was being ruined by the current Look at Sam Darnold. Here. Look at Sam Darnold. But who have they played? <laughs> I mean, now that's a great point. You do who they those... read off the who they played? Carm. Well, the, two of their first three opponents featured rookie quarterbacks making their first ever yes. NFL starts. Yeah, so that's it, a very good point. I'm staying away from this game, but Prescott's been a, a revelation to me. He's great this early. Uh, He's got to stay healthy. He's got a lot to prove. He's a chip-on-the-shoulder guy taken later in the draft. So uh, this is stay away from me because McCaffrey, you can't tell me uh, they're getting four and a half, but you got your number one stud out. Yeah, uh, That's your emergency guy, your valve, your safety valve guy. When plays break down, he's that good. That's a terrific blow to Rule and his team. This is a strength-on-strength game for sure. Uh, I mean, Dax played great, like Mike said, in that Cowboys offense. 
looks absolutely fantastic. They're averaging 30 points per game. But this Panthers D uh, really is impressive. They lead the league in fewest yards per play and expected points. Granted, like Mike pointed out, they've played a couple of rookie quarterbacks. They haven't played a difficult schedule yet, but their defense can really get after you. I'll give everybody one note on this game, uh, just if you want to throw it into your calculus as you break it down. Carolina is a very impressive 7-1-1 against the number under Matt Rule on the road. That's pretty good, 7-1-1. So yep. take that and do with it what you will. Um, some college games. How about Notre Dame after a, oh. a coming to life in the well, thanks to Graham Mertz in the fourth quarter last week. Notre Dame's at home where they've won 26 in a row as an underdog now against Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati, who is, I believe, the seventh ranked team in the country right now. So how about that? Notre Dame, a 26 game home winning streak, and they're getting two and a half points at home. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, I mean, you don't know. I still don't know. I'm with Mike. I don't know either. I don't think Randy knows. I don't think Randy Merkin, the pride and joy of Wisconsin, the man that uh, used to stroll State Street down there, the man that would walk the Capitol steps. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think he knows what he's got. Yet I look at Wisconsin, and they're a one-point favorite against Michigan. I know. How's that work? I don't. I mean, the way that quarterback has played in big games in Horrible. the quarter, I have no idea. I really don't. I, I mean, mean, do people shun him? And uh, I've never was in that position because I wasn't in school to get shunned. But my deal is, when what happens to a quarterback? You know, you, you talk about the pro quarterbacks. Maybe Randy could uh, come on just for a second. Well, I never Randy. went to college. Uh, what happened to a Steve Grogan yeah, right. the, uh, it, it, during the next week when they lost to Oklahoma 55 to nothing? Or what happens to this guy Mertz after he's basically responsible for the breakdown of this program, Randy? I, listen, that, that was as bad a loss as Wisconsin's had. Does he get ignored at school? No, 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 still, no. I think yeah. they're still gods on campus. Yeah, I, I right? think so. Nobody, everybody loves them. I, yes, they're not pros yet. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> but I'm people gonna... that don't know them, what happens there? Yeah, the, you know, but the, I don't think a lot of people um, are. Uh-huh. I don't think he's going to get shunned this week at school. I think though Wisconsin's going to get back to the basics this week. Okay, mm-hmm. how they win football games is great special teams, yeah. good defense, and running the ball. The only problem is the offensive line didn't create any space last wow. week. But I think they're going to beat Michigan. I really do. And right, I usually, well, it's a I'm close usually, game. So I'm close. usually a pessimist. Tight line, so, yeah, well, tight and line. you usually are. So yeah, you are. You trust me on that. Uh, real quick, anything uh, a good game uh, in college this week is the Ole Miss Alabama game. We know that uh, Saban just doesn't lose to his former guys, but boy, this game last year was something. It was 63 48 in Bama's win in Oxford. That was a one score game going into the fourth quarter. The total on this game, guys, is hanging around 80. It got as high as 82 this week before some money on the under drove it back down. It's 79 and a half, but I think it could be a fun game. Ole Miss offensively is absolutely humming right now, Mike. Yeah, they are, but you know what? They can be humbled quickly. Um, the two games I like, and I'm not saying that Ole Miss is a game. Uh, it, 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 it's a basically a game that I would stay away from. Um, A&M is, I don't know, they're a mystery. Are we talking about Mississippi State or Ole Miss? No, talking about Ole Miss. The Ole Miss Bama oh, game. Miss. Yeah, the I Ole Miss Bama game. I have Mississippi State plus seven. Uh, Texas A&M is minus seven in that game. Yep. That's a tough game. To me, that game's okay. The two games I'm looking at that I'm going to pick uh, coming up in our pick right. segment, yeah. I'm staying away from the pros. Look at you. I mean, I can't, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Clemson's given away 15 and a half points to Boston College. I know. And... I mean, you got a game that BYU is minus nine against Utah, Utah State plus nine at home. That's tonight. That's tonight. Yep. With with uh, 
an undefeated team yep. getting those points. So there's a lot of interest. College, to me, Carm, including the game you just mentioned, is more interesting this some week with good, the board than the good games. All right, we're going to give you our best plays coming up. Jimmy Miller will give us some ponies. Jimmy! Yeah, that's our guy. He'll give us some ponies, then our best plays. So we're entering the home stretch here coming up. We'll be right back inside the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple on this Friday night, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North each and every week with you presented by Prop Swap. And every week we get some ponies. And boy, this guy has been on fire. Uh, we got Breeders' Cup uh, around the corner here. That's going to be fun to talk about. And even though they're dark at Hawthorne this week, he's got some ponies for us. We'll talk to Jimmy here in a second about the start of the thoroughbred season. But he's one of the best handicappers in the country. You follow him on Twitter, at least you should, at Hawthorne Jim, the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy! Gentlemen, it's been an interesting week. We ended up the harness meet with Night of Champions this past week. We found out about a, a sale at Arlington Park. We're yeah. getting ready for the start of Thoroughbreds. And, man, we're going year-round next year for racing. So it's busy on our end of town at Hawthorne, too. So just one uh, dark weekend, right, Jimmy? The track is yep. getting turned over. The Thoroughbred, uh, the fall, winter Thoroughbred meet is going to start next weekend already? Yeah, and that's the thing. And what we're doing is basically you have all the harness horses are shipping out back to their farms right now. All the thoroughbreds are coming in. So it's a turnover of about 1,200 horses for those moving out and those coming in, putting all that dirt back down on the racetrack, putting some rails in, getting the barns cleaned up, the rooms cleaned up, and getting ready to race. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, every year, is there new dirt put down? I mean, I don't know that Major League Baseball infields put new dirt in every year. They may put stuff on top of the surface. How does that work, Jimmy? There is new dirt that's put down every year, Mike, and we have to only because we kind of change the complexion and the composition of that dirt as we get into the winter months because you want a little bit more coarse granule of sand so it doesn't hold water and doesn't freeze up when you're racing. So we do have to change every year. It's a six-figure turnover every time we do this when we turn over the racetrack. We're the only ones left in the United States doing it, but you know what? It's worth it because it's keeping racing going for both breeds here in northern Illinois. Fantastic. And how's everything coming with the construction in terms of the book over there at Hawthorne, too? With yeah, we're rolling back? along. Th- things are moving pretty good. Uh, we Things have been very positive for what we had for the temporary points, but Sportsbook to the point that we actually had to expand that added more TVs, added a jumbo screen in, getting ready to roll on the other end of the building and doing all that while now racing nonstop. So it is. It's an ongoing project, but it's something that's moving along rather well. All right, fantastic. All right, what do we like for this weekend? Where are we going? Well, Carm, you mentioned Breeders' Cups preps this weekend, and that's the route we're going. So we're going to have two races at Belmont, one at Santa Anita, but all these horses across the board. Belmont, race eight, but the one wit across the board. This is a horse that should be very tough. Moving on to a two-year-old Breeders' Cup race. And Belmont race 10, bet the two Maxfield across the board. That's a prep for the Breeders' Cup Classic. Then go to Santa Anita, race 10, bet the one Tis a Magician across the board. You do have the Derby champ Medina Spirit in that race, so you might get a little bit of value here. Ooh, nice. All right, so two races tomorrow at Belmont. The eighth race, the one horse across the board. Then race 10, the two horse across the board. And then also Santa Anita uh, on Saturday, race 10, the one horse across the board. Does that sound right, Jim? That's right, boys. Let's make some money for Hawthorne's opening weekend next week. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next Friday. You got it. See you, buddy. Jimmy! <laughs> That's the galloping gen. Jim oh. Miller at Hawthorne Jim. Automatic. Sure you Automatic indeed. All right, Mike, let's roll into uh, some of our best plays, okay. what we like 
for the weekend in college and pro. So hit me with it, my friend. All right, I'm going to hit you. I got three of them, so I'm going to go fast. I, I didn't want to divulge uh, what you should have been listening to if you missed it at 1148. And for the, for the people, people that say they had a phone call during my segment, <laughs> okay, don't play that. I'm not giving out the pick. You got to listen to AM1000. You got to listen to Carm. You got to listen to Yurkle. And then maybe you'll hear how in the heck Maryland is getting three and a half against Iowa while Iowa's visiting Maryland. They're both 4 no, Well, it's simple. Iowa's going to win the football game, folks. Iowa is giving Maryland points. Uh, Maryland's like the hand model commercial. When he loses his hand and the agent says, it's over. That's what it is. Maryland's 4 no streak will end. I like Iowa. Iowa minus the points tonight, about three, three and a half. Yeah, I mean, that Maryland's been good, but they have not faced the defense like nope. Iowa's, obviously, so far. All right, I got, uh, I'm going to start with uh, a favorite. I got one favorite and two dogs, a short favorite and two dogs for the NFL. I'm going to go, uh, so here, Washington is 0-3 so far this season against mm-hmm. the spread. I've been on Washington in two of those. So uh, either this will be three strikes and you're out, and I won't bet Washington again, or it'll be, Third time is a charm, but I've got to figure at some point Ron Rivera is going to get that defense playing better, and I have just been very unimpressed with the Falcons. And I was on the Falcons uh, with the points last week, and they won that game outright, but they are a mess offensively. Uh, Their success rate in 11 personnel is one of the worst in the league. They are just not moving the ball. They they look discombobulated. Their O-line is about as bad as the Bears. They can't protect Matt Ryan. I just got to believe in Ron Rivera getting that defense going at some point here. And as a short road favorite, I'm still going to back Washington. I'm going to go one more time. Let's see if I can hit. Third time might be a charm. So Washington football team minus one. All right. And I'm also going to uh, go. I'm going to stick around. I'm going to play college. Another uh, uh, night game here. It's all, (laughs) you know what, Friday, Saturday, it doesn't matter. Check your local listings, folks, because BYU is giving you to I gotta believe that's a pretty good rivalry. They're both four and oh. BYU, if I'm not mistaken, is minus nine and a half. Uh, I don't yep, think yep. I don't think they're good enough. I'm I'm taking Utah State next. Utah game. State at home on a Friday night. I like that yep. getting those points. Absolutely. I got uh, it at uh Eight and a half, nine. There here. you go. Yeah, I'm looking at nine. The latest I see right Don't now. Don't start shaving points on me, Carmen. I'm having nine. enough trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, you got it. Yep. Um, all right. I'm going to back uh, another guy that I like to back when he's getting points at home, and that's Mike Zimmer. The Vikings are eight and mm. three against the spread when taking points at home under Mike Zimmer. They've got incredible against the spread numbers when they face non division opponents at home going back to 2014. Minnesota's offense is really clicking right now. And I'm not the world's biggest Kirk Cousins fan, but he looks great. 63 total points in the last two weeks. He's second in the NFL and on target passing behind only Justin Herbert. He's been accurate. They're taking their shots. They've got dangerous weapons on the outside. And the Browns are going to be down a starter, even though he's just a rookie. They're down one of their starting corners. Greg Newsom will not play. Jedrick Wills has an ankle injury. He missed some of the snaps against the Bears last week, so keep an eye on that. He's the left tackle for the Browns. But I like the Vikings at home in a non-conference game, getting a couple of points against Cleveland this weekend. That's a good pick. And you know what? I, uh, you're on fire, folks. He's on fire. My last game, and if you notice, I'm staying away from the pros. Uh, this is a game tomorrow night at 730. You got Boston College. This is much like what I was talking about, Maryland. Look, Dabble Sweeney is 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. I don't care that Lawrence left and some of his players left. If he loses to Boston College, yeah. okay, that's a total disaster. They are 4-0. That w- but why? 
why in God's earth would they be getting 15 and a half? The system gave me overwhelming Clemson. Clemson, Good luck to everybody. there you go. And I'll give you one more. Uh, well, I one, love it. We're rolling. More, we're rolling Randy's along. writing down. He's getting a cramp. Hey, he is. He can't believe it. He can't believe it. His mouth's open. The Seahawks are uh, on the road in San Francisco. They're catching three. Tale of two halves so far for Seattle. Uh, in all their games, Seattle is a plus 22 in scoring differential in the first half, then they're a minus 19 in the second half. I don't know what the hell's going on there right now. They're a tough team to back, I think, as a favorite right now because their defense is bad. But I'm just going to tell you this. Russell Wilson's been in this league a long time, guys. He has never lost three straight games. Never. The last time Pete Carroll and the Seahawks lost three in a row was October into November of 2011. It has not happened in the Russell Wilson era. 49ers are just 10-19-1. and one against the spread, burning money as a favorite under Kyle Shanahan. I like the Seahawks, even though I really question what they're doing on defense right now. I think Seattle makes enough plays offensively, and Russell makes enough plays offensively to keep that very, very close and maybe even win outright as a live dog. I'm hitching my wagon on that one with you. That that came out glowingly. There we go. Seattle, folks. I'm telling you, it's Russell Wilson. I know San Francisco is a good ball club, and they're at home, but I don't I – don't, buy it as one of the biggest home fields in, in football. So I'm gonna I'm with him. I'm not gonna make it official pick, but I back it hundred percent. Mikey, great stuff as always. Happy anniversary again Thanks, to you and buddy. B. You um Thank I love you. the picture you put on Twitter. Have a great weekend you guys <laughs> together. Um enjoy the games. We think Randy Merkin and Tyler Aki as always. Thanks Thank to Jim Miller yep. and Luke Pergandy. And we'll do it again next week. All right, buddy? Thank you to everybody. Thanks, Karim. Thanks, Randy. So long everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.